Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. Um, today, we have uh, a really fun discussion that Dad and I have um, about specifically about how do we handle adversity when it comes to parenting, and how do we deal with adversity when our kids go through it. Um, he has some really cool examples of his son Peyton in a football game um, that they lost last Friday night, and uh, kind of what that process was and how they handled it together and kind of what, not just the outcome, but what are the lessons learned from it and how do you handle those situations? So I think you're going to really like this, get a lot out of it. We're glad you're here. We should talk about it as a business podcast, right? Like it yeah. comes across flat. Right. When I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, you could tell that we weren't really, Into we weren't really digging that one, but yeah, you know, it shines through when we, when we hit the nerve of the things we're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll start the first one. We'll do this first one on uh outcomes of adversity adversity however, yeah. however you want to yeah, say yeah. it yeah and, and i'll just we'll just kind of weave we'll we'll banter and then we'll weave into it and it'll be it'll be i'll let, it'll I'll, be. I'll uh i'll let you be the weaver <laughs> the dream weaver the dream weaver yeah orb weaver yeah <laughs> i don't know what spider i don't know where to go with that orb weaver you know you've seen those things right i have yeah charlotte's web yeah yeah that was an orb weaver wasn't it mm, she yeah. saved a pig which is weird i think isn't that kind of strange? Isn't that strange for a kids, kids show? So let's, dude. I, I think kids shows in general back in the day were extremely weird. I want to go back and watch cartoons, like from the seventies. Yeah, because I think that because they're written by adults, there's all kinds of adult themes in there. There's a kid you don't pick up on, but now we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they put that in there. Dude, I mean, even things like Toy Story, a lot of the Disney and Pixar type stuff is yeah. has a lot of innuendos and undertones. I mean, dude, Shrek. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot. There's to a Shrek. lot. To, and, yeah. And that's why Shrek was one of my favorite and Peyton loved it growing up. Yeah. And it was one of my favorites because there were so many innuendos and undertones that like, yeah. as I would watch it for the 500th time, like, I would too. still chuckle at it because yeah. I'm like, I, I appreciate that sense I appreciate of humor. That. Yeah. It, and for me, I don't think it was cartoons back in the day. I think, remember like Ren and Stimpy? See, that was, I think that I was, that probably bridged between, you know, yeah. so, Soph and, and you, but yeah, that was like the original kind of shock. Um, cartoon that and what is it we wouldn't let the girls listen to ed ed and eddie yeah like, yeah like, brendan simpy was kind of the front end of that yeah. and then getting into a lot of the like um comedy or the cartoon network stuff especially like the adult swim comp like now that's that's a dude that stuff that's is. adult adult yeah, yeah. Ex- yeah. extremely but yeah, um there's a reason they showed that after 10 o'clock at night yeah very much so and and I think a lot of them are still that way I mean obviously American Dad and some of that other kind of stuff and, and yeah. I I'm not I've never really watched like American Dad I've never really watched like Family Guy I've never I, I don't think I have either I think I watch clips and it's funny I wasn't, even, I, the, I just I wasn't not, even a Simpsons guy yeah and, and I went I mean I watch a little bit of TV now but I mean we still watch probably if it's not a sporting event we watch probably less than an hour of TV a week yeah and I went a long time yeah. watching basically no TV and, and it's not a and people are like oh, they like wear that on their sleeve like it's some badge of honor that you don't watch TV like no, don't, just don't, don't be a I, I just I just don't have the time and part right? of it's a time especially for you time a time of life yeah hundred I mean, percent yeah. you, you come home at night and it's you start day two right yeah I mean it's you know Thursday football Friday football Saturday football Sunday baseball or volleyball right and then <clears throat> everything that accompanies those sporting events meshed in between right yeah. so I mean Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're getting home at eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, and there's no TV getting watched. You and I were texting. I think it was last week, and uh, you were telling me all the stuff you had going. I'm like, man, I'm 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 envious in that this is a really cool time of life. It you. is, yeah. 
And when, man, you just don't have time for yourself, the kids are everywhere and it's chaos and you're not getting a lot of sleep and you come home and somebody forgot, you know, it's always poster board because they have a project the next day and yeah. you're out at Target at 10 yeah, o'clock at night that's trying to get stuff. That's problem, yeah. Yeah, but, <laughs> but still, it's, it's, it's that stuff that, you know, in the middle of it, it's like, God, I can't wait until we get through this. And now that I'm through it, I look back and, I mean, there's, don't get me wrong, I, don't, I still wouldn't want to go find poster board at 10 o'clock at night right. at Target. Um, but I do miss some of those times when things were chaos, you know, yeah. and um, it's a really cool time in life that will definitely come and go. But um, it, it's really good when it's over, but it's also really cool to look back on. You know, and, and it's easy to, in the moment, let it become a burden. Yeah. If you're not careful, right? It's a lot and not just a lot of time and money or not, not just a lot of time and energy, but a lot of money too. Yeah. You know, the, these things aren't free. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed, check the price of a youth baseball bat lately or, you know, youth football gloves or something like that. Yeah. It ain't cheap. Is it not? No, it yeah. adds up, you know. And so trying to find the balance of of making it all work and, like, letting the kids do what they love while not letting it be a burden can, can be a lot. So especially by, you know, Sunday baseball sometimes ends up kind of bearing the brunt of it because you're a little bit over it, right? And it's fall baseball, so you're like, man, I just get this over with so we can go home. Yeah. You know, and yeah. It's, it's not fair. So you really have to kind of check yourself and be like, dude, like this is a very finite thing. And when it's yeah. over, you're going to wish that it was still, it was still a thing. And, yeah. and I have to check myself frequently to where I'm making sure that it's not a burden and I'm embracing it. But like the t-shirts and the cliche statements don't talk about that side of it, yeah. but it's a very real thing, right? That it when, is. when that time adds up. And, and you're, and you're starting to see that. I think you're starting to feel that because the realization of Peyton, this is what, Oh, this yeah. is my last homecoming game with Peyton. This is my last Markwell Heath game with Peyton. And once, you know, when you start feeling that and you start seeing that, things become more valuable yeah. because the realization that, you know, this time next year he won't be here. And this time next year I'll be lucky to get a text from him once a week, you know. Mm -hmm. And so those are all things, though, that because you appreciate them now, you're going to be able to soak it in better than just trying to get through it. Yeah, right? absolutely. And he's just trying to get through it. But right for you, it's you know it's different. Yeah, and, and he's trying to get through something he's never been through before. Right, right. And you know, on that note, last Friday we we tailgated. It's the Rockwall Rockwall Heath big rivalry game. I thirty class for context. Right. For context, you got to describe what this means. So it, it's you know Rockwall Rockwall Heath. It's the big rivalry game in football. Two, two towns that are literally like a suburbs. Like Rockwall is the main town. Yeah. Heath is a suburb of Rockwall. This divided by Interstate thirty, right? So kids yeah. on the south side, and so many of these kids. You know, Peyton grew up a north side kid for a long time. And he's playing against literally his friends since he was in the childhood. Mm -hmm. You know, he played against their the quarterback and the running back. And a lot of these guys played not only against him, but with them for many years. So there's a lot that goes into this, right? And I think the attendance on Friday night was over 11,000. Wow. In, in attendance for a high school football game. So it's a big moment for him, right? Yeah. And, and there were tailgates. And, and the community gets extremely involved in this thing. And, you know, it was supposed to be a pretty close game. And then we just got our asses kicked. Yeah. And it, they came out with a great game plan. Coaches did really well. Their players executed, and, and we were just on the other end of it, right? Mm -hmm. And we looked flat. The, the moment looked too big. Maybe the game plan wasn't the greatest. The execution certainly wasn't the greatest. And they just got they got beat up bad. Yeah. And um, you know, Peyton was, was down afterwards, and it, it was his last Rockwall game. Sure. You know, so he was disappointed sure. because his last time playing his friends was you know left left a very a, a very sour yeah. taste in his mouth. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of reflection that had to be done at the end of that. Mm -hmm. And he was frustrated with his teammates. He was frustrated with himself. He was frustrated with the game plan. He was just, 
he was just mad. Sure. You know, and for a dad, as a, as a parent, you hate it, right? Because all you want to do as a parent, we just want to take it away. Right? Right. We want him to feel better. We want to take away the pain. We want to take away the hurt. We want to take away any kind of negative feeling and just make it better. Um, but part of being a parent, and I think one of my favorite parts of being a parent is embracing that and helping them grow through it rather than taking taking the pain away for them. And it's right. it's much more difficult, but in the end, it's so much more rewarding. It, it is. And, you know, it, it's smart that you're seeing that now. And and especially for, it's easier with a boy because you've been there, right? You can look back and go, man, I'm seeing through his eyes because I've been there myself. Girls are a little different. You know, what they experience is a little bit different than what they would. But, you know, they still have, still go through those pains and go through those mm-hmm. those trials and tribulations. But, um, you know, for for you to be able to spend that time with Peyton at those times, you know, we talk a lot about teachable moments. And teachable moments don't, they can, they're hard. Honestly, they're harder to teach really cool value things when things are great, mm-hmm. right? When, when they win the game, you know, let's, okay, let's sit down and be retrospective on what all happened. That's hard, you know, because, hey, we won. Everything went great. Right. But it's when things don't go well that, you know, the disasters happen or, you know, the, the failure happens is when the real teachable moments occur. Yeah. You never learn about character in good moments, right? When everybody's celebrating and jumping up and down and, and things went perfectly and you won the game by 50, you, you, reveals very little about your character. You never ask why right. when you win. Right. You only ask why when you lose. Yeah, and, and, and it makes it hard to reflect. You know, and so that kind of leads into what, what we're going to talk about today. And, and it's that transition point when failure hits, when adversity hits, what do you do? Right. And using using Peyton as a as, as a use case for this, I, I think, is, is great because, again, we're working our way through it. So, um, you know, after the game and, you know, the kind of the hours afterwards, we don't talk about much, you know, until the next day, because I know that he's emotional. And I just try to give him, you know, kind of pointers like during that emotional, you know, wind down you know, what can I say? What can I do that helps him get to a point where he's ready to, to get to the point of reflection, to get to right. the next, to, to the next step, to be successful right. for, you know, the subsequent steps that are, that are going to happen. So we don't talk about it a whole lot. Hey man, keep your head up, whatever, you know, but one of the things I'm working, I've been working so hard with him on Tim is, and I think this is a good lesson for everybody is controlling the things that you can control mm-hmm. and letting go of the things that you can't control. And I think that's really the number one step for what you do when you face adversity is you have to let go of the variables that you can't control. You know, is, is him as a player, he can control his effort, his attitude, um, you know, his, his sportsmanship and his execution within the game plan that he's given. What you can't control is what the other team does. What you can't control is the crowd. You can't control the, your, the game plan that your coaches run mm-hmm. or how your teammates execute on the field. Um, you know, in a team-driven sport, th- those things are all extremely important and they're variables, but as Peyton Marceau, you know, number 99 is a defensive end, he can't control those elements, right? And so when, when we get stuck in an adverse situation, I think too many times we try to dive into why did this happen to me? You know, why did they, why did they run that scheme? Why didn't we do this? Why didn't, why didn't the other players do this? And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's like, okay, so let go. Step number one is let go of the things that you can't control. And then I think number two, and really it's all kind of shrouded in this number, in this most important element, and that's ownership. Take ownership of your actions, take ownership of your reflection, take ownership of of everything that you can control. Mm-hmm. It starts with ownership, right? Yeah. And, and it's and it's so much, you know, I'm just you're you're talking and I'm thinking about Peyton 
I'm thinking about, man, I've, I've been there, mm -hmm. right? And you know, the, the thing that drives you the most the hours after, and that, it was interesting for you to say, um, you know, you do waited to talk about it to the next day, is I can remember driving home after a game that we got our butts kicked and we shouldn't have, or I didn't play well or whatever. And it's that emotional side that is the most difficult. Yeah. And, and it, you know, I love what you said about the control part is, you know, focus on the things you can control. And one of those things is your emotions. And, you know, our emotions tend to drive us to do things, say things that we can't take back. Cause that's, mm -hmm. we talk about this in the podcast a lot, but you know, the things we say and do once they're out there, they're out there. I can't take them back. I can say, I'm sorry, but it doesn't take that back. Right. And so, you know, one of those things that we can control it are our emotions and being able to do that immediately after the game, the whatever, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you're in the middle of, that's what's hard. Yeah. And, and reflecting on that the next day is when you're able to get some of that perspective. And that's, that was really smart by the way, whether you've meant to or not, but because you want to take the pain away from the kid, right? Right. Cause you see them hurt. You don't want your kids to hurt. But, you know, this is a, one of the reasons we do the podcast of what would I tell myself if I was younger? And, you know, you're in a great spot in that you're, you're old enough, mature enough now that you can see where, man, taking, trying to take away the pain is the worst thing I can do. Mm -hmm. And letting him process through it and then having the conversation the next day. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about that is what, what did you talk about? And what, what were those moments and what were those questions and what were those perspectives man, that's the great learning part is, is sometimes letting the pain happen in order to seal in the great lesson, the great value of what's about to be learned. Yeah. And, and let's be perfectly transparent here is I spent a lot of years doing it the wrong way. You know, I was a young dad. I was a single mm -hmm. dad, you know, like, and so what happens in all too often, and I know that if dads of, of, you know, parents and dads that are listening to this after the game, if their team loses and their, their, their son or their daughter doesn't do as well as they wanted them to do, mm -hmm. there's some ego bruising on behalf of the parents part too. And what we do is, is we just want to, we want to talk about it. We want, we want them to explain why they did what they did right. in the moment. And it's damaging for a lot of reasons, but I think within the context of, of this discussion, it makes you the scapegoat, mm -hmm. right? It, it takes away their ability to reflect on, what they did and how they did it and how they can get better and makes you the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And Peyton and I would get into arguments after the game, right? About, and, and, and it was because I was mad and I was, I was disappointed for him and it would manifest his frustration mm -hmm. and anger. And next thing you know, I'm the bad guy and all I care about is sports. And, and so I spent more time doing it the wrong way than, well, and, than, and, than the right way. And you didn't, you did exactly what you're trying to teach him not to. And that is control your emotions. Right. Yeah. Is, and man, I've, I've, I've been there too. And, and you, you hurt, because you're hurting, you want an explanation of what yeah. happened. And, and the reality is there is no explanation, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's no, oh, this happened because of that. You, oh, wow, okay, you're right. That, that's how it happened, right. so we're good. That's not what you're looking for. Everybody's looking for, you know, some reason to be angry. Right. And, and because of that as a parent, boy, the worst thing you can do is, you know, push that on a kid. Yeah. Because they're already dealing with, you know, anger, shame, um, hurt, all those things. And for you to pile that on top of theirs, you're right. All the, all the things that they're they they should be dealing with goes to the back burner because they have to deal with you. Right. And so 
the lesson's going to turn out that you're a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson they're going to learn. Yeah. Is dad's a jerk because, you know, he won't, he won't let me be me. Right. And, okay. and that manifests itself big time once they leave the house. Well, think about it this way. You know, you're, you're asking a kid, why'd you miss that ground ball? What do you think you meant to miss the ground ball? Right. For goodness sake. Like, yeah, he's got all the pressure in the world on yeah. him. He's trying to, he's trying to make you proud. He's trying to, he's trying to like not let his team down and he makes a mistake in the moment. Yeah. And so what we do, we want to know why, yeah. why'd you do that? Well, there's, there's no explanation why he made yeah. a mistake, yeah. right? Or maybe he's just not that good. And yeah. either, either one of those scenarios, it's okay. Right. And so I think in a little bit of that side conversation, the best thing that we can say after the game is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. That yeah. 20, what's the 24 hour cooldown rule? Yep. Eight hours, 12 hours, whatever it is to, to strip away the emotion of the moment yeah. and get down to the objective reality of the moment mm-hmm. is extremely important because yeah. when you're, when you're in that heightened emotional state, you're not reflecting. You're, yeah. lo- you're looking for any reason to not be able to, to not have to take ownership of something. Yeah. Right. And so that cool down moment, that next day, whatever it is, when you're, when you're ready to let it go after a lift or after, you know, just like a, a good night's sleep, then the cool stuff can start to happen, right? Yeah. And, and it's taking ownership of, of, of what, what you did in the game, yeah. right? Take ownership of your actions in that moment. And, and it's not just a game, but in this, in, in this context, it is right. And then take ownership of it. And, and that ownership, I think that accountability to yourself and to your actions in the moment is going to allow you to reflect on what happened good, what happened bad. Right. And then the ownership of that process leads to accountability and ownership of the most important step, which is the execution to get better. Right. So, so how did the, how did the conversation go on Saturday? On Saturday, just, I, I waited till they got back from lift because the next day they go lift, they do treatment and then they do a film session to kind of digest what happens, right. right. To kind of get the, get their mind right a little bit. And so it just comes in the house. I'm like, Hey, you know, how to go? I was lift. Yeah. It was good. I was film. How's your neck? Yeah. Was, well, his neck is the neck's bothering him. Yeah. And I was like, how was film? He's like, ah, it was good. You know, the game plan. And I was like, okay, so the, let, let's, let's set the game plan aside a little bit. I'm like, I, I get it. I hear you. Mm-hmm. You're frustrated by the game plan. I'm like, how did, how did you do? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the, the coach, they had, they had me doing this and, and I should have been, and I was like, okay, I hear you. But like, yeah. how did you execute? Like, how yeah. did you, how did you play? How do you think you did? Right. It's like, well, you know, like the, there were, there were some spots that I, I didn't, I didn't do, didn't do really well. Like, great like mm-hmm. so so there's there's a chance to learn from that yeah. right so and they just talk through that like okay so give me a scenario what what are you talking about like tell me where a play that went really well so yeah. it talks about that yeah. and then okay so give me a situation of one that you didn't execute well mm-hmm. on well you know I, I was at the four technique and i was a little bit on un, you know unsure about what i was supposed to do and i made the wrong move okay great so now what what do yeah. you do now right yeah. oh, he's like oh well you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go upstairs and i'm gonna watch film for a little bit yeah cool yeah I'm like you know, I'm here if you want to talk about it. If not, I get it. You know, you, yeah, you got a lot of yeah. stuff going on too. But then it it puts that ownership back on him, mm-hmm. right? Don't worry about the game plan. Don't right. worry about the other team. Right. Don't worry about anything. Control what you can control. Yeah. Just focus on exactly what you can control right. and nothing else. Yeah. Right. And so it ends up being, it, it, it's a continual process. And right. you know that as, as a right. parent. And you just wait till the, the next opportunity arises to be able to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Right. And then so then it's, you know, a little bit yesterday and then today it's gonna be like hey so you know what are you gonna do different this week what does this right. week's game plan look like right. what does your execution look like you know what are you what are you doing and that allows him to to again internalize things reflect on it and focus on how he can get better and there's so many applications to that across life right like just internalize it take ownership of it and focus on how you can get better and, and let go of the rest of it and we talk about long-term long-term help right and, and, and one of the things that I learned, and I don't know at what, what point in time I did, is learn to reward um, 
the things that you want them to learn. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is, man, you know, that he's going to take a different technique or he's going to put his hand different or he's going to react different. That's great. But what you're going to, what you're going to add a boy is the fact that he's, yes. the fact that he's learning how to handle the adversity is, Hey, I want to tell you, you know, two hours later, Hey, Peyton, I want to tell you how proud I am of you. Not the way you played or not, but not, it's the way you're handling it. Now, the way you're going about, you know, looking at the things you did well and the things that you messed up on and, and figuring out for yourself how you're going to be better. Son, I'm proud of you for that. I'm proud of you for your effort. I'm proud of you for the way your mindset is working. That's the stuff that when you're 30 years old, son, that's going to pay off dividends. Because what you're going to remember is that, that realization of, oh, wow, that's proud of me, not for what I did on the field, but how I'm handling the situation. I must have done something right. And it makes him think about what did I do? Because he... You know what you know what you're working with him on. He doesn't know what you're working with him on, but what it does is makes him think about that. And if you do that over and over again, what he's going to learn is, is that you know what I learned from my dad. My dad learned, my dad taught me how to learn from my mistakes, and how to be better from those, and how those will bring wisdom. That's the stuff that you know. We talk. I think the last podcast we did about teach kid to fish. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff. That is a lifetime of, man, don't you wish you'd been taught that yeah. when you were that age? Because, you know, man, he's not going to play football the rest of his life, but he's going to deal with adversity the rest of his life. And how is he going to handle that? And, and teaching, in this case, your son how to handle that is a life lesson that you can't put a dollar sign on. Yeah, I love that. And, and if you think about what we do as parents and, and what we choose to reward, you know, you're talking about technique over attitude. We tend to reward man, you made a good tackle, man, your hand was in the right place. And so they think what's going to make dad or mom proud is perfection is being or, or having a skill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where we can choose to reward the mindset and the mentality and the attitude and the effort, because those things transcend a sport. Those things transcend anything in life and apply to, to a thousand other elements where, you know, just being good at, at you know, a, a swim move in the B gap doesn't have a whole lot of application to the right. rest of life. Right? right. But being a good teammate does. Yeah, you know, yeah. taking ownership of 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 your responsibilities on the field does, um, you know, picking the team up when they're down does, yeah. um, you know, being a good team in at film does and lift does. That's the kind of stuff that makes them good at lots of things, makes them a good person mm-hmm. rather than just a good athlete. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a part of of you know, I, I love athletics because it teaches you to grind. Because in life, man, sometimes you got to put your nose down and just grind, and and you know, those are things that are life lessons. But man, what you can learn from the down days is just what I love most about sports is, you know, when things are catastrophic, it feels like is what did I learn from that? You know, I, I look back on my days of playing and the things that I remember most were, man, those really bad nights when, you know, I've told you the story, <laughs> we're playing this other team and I, you know, they, the, the news comes from Dallas and they filmed the game. And, you know, one of the two clips they showed is a guy, you know, basically I go and pick a ball off and he grabs it out of my hands and falls back in the end zone for a touchdown. That is that image and that video is in my head. And I think about it every week, but as much of a failure as it was, it also was, it also taught me that, you know, I'm not quite as awesome Mm -hmm. as I think I am. And it taught me to be a little humble. Um, in that point in my life, I needed that. And so, you know, sports and athletics are great for that, but it's the takeaways. 
and it's the takeaways in life. It's not just sports and athletics, but every time something happens outside of what we expect, learning from that, especially if it's a negative consequence, it's a, it, that's the stuff that makes us better. That's the stuff that makes us wise and it makes it a good adult, which as a parent, that's all we want. We want our kid to be the best them they can be. Mm-hmm. We don't expect them to be perfect, but just to be a great adult and be able to be maybe better than we were. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about a better person. Yeah, I love that. And of course, I want my kid to make more money than me so he can support me someday. But that's, that's, <laughs> that's a podcast. That's a completely separate yeah, topic. That goes we, with the we cover another day. But, uh, you know, I'll wrap it up with um, Peyton's old football coach who retired last year had a saying that I loved. And it's that, you know, life isn't all about football, but football is all about life. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's and good. It's it's kind of you know sums up exactly what you just said. It does and, uh, like you, you could you could sub any sport in there, but but it, it's it shouldn't center around that. But there should be teaching elements throughout it, right? So yeah. good place to end it. Good. Hey, thanks for that. Yes, sir. Till right. next time. All right, bye.